0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, July 26th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, Kinlock in North St. Louis County was once a bustling African-American community, but only a few hundred people live there now. A St. Louis documentarian says that decline is similar to other local black communities.
1: The story of Kinlock and what happened to Kinlock isn't any different from what's going on in the ville, in Robertson, in Meacham Park, in Westland Acres.
0: St. Louis Public Radio's Nancy Fowler talks with a filmmaker and her father who grew up in Kinlock about the fall of the once vibrant area. First, the news. Metro Transit will keep serving 80 of the 450 Missouri side bus stops that had been slated for closure. St. Louis Public Radio's Nicholas Tellap reports on a quarterly reevaluation of bus routes. So many stops were affected this time around because new geographic information technology allowed for a comprehensive look at the system, the agency's first in about a decade. The closures are aimed at making routes more efficient. After receiving rider feedback, Metro changed course and will keep 80 of the stops open. In a conversation for St. Louis on the Air, Metro Transit's Executive Director, Jessica Mefford-Miller, says the system has to strike a balance between service and efficiency.
1: We are on the one hand tasked with connecting people with places. That's our mission. In the same time, we have to operate this system within the financial means that the region provides.
0: Metro also intends to replace all bus stop signs in Missouri. I'm Nicholas Tellup, St. Louis Public Radio. A Democratic lawmaker believes the time has come for Missouri to expand Medicaid. The Affordable Care Act stipulates the federal government pay most of the cost for states to expand the program. The Republican-led General Assembly has declined to make that move, citing a negative potential impact on the state budget. Democratic State Representative Doug Clements of St. Anne says Missouri is missing an economic development opportunity. As far as we can take care of health care on a state level and reduce health care costs on employers, we suddenly become a much more attractive place to set up a company. We also benefit from having a much healthier next-door neighbor. Clemens made those comments on our Politically Speaking podcast, which you can listen to on our website, stlpublicradio.org. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says the number of drug-related deaths in the U.S. dropped 5% in 2018, but that number is still going up in Missouri. Here's St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Phantom.
1: Drug-related fatalities increased more than 16 percent last year in Missouri. The only state with a higher increase was Delaware. 34 other states saw decreases in deaths, which experts attribute to increased use of the overdose reversal drug naloxone and warnings about the powerful synthetic opioid fentanyl. Dr. Will Ross is the chairman of the St. Louis Joint Boards of Health and Hospitals. He says Missouri doesn't spend enough on opioid use treatment and prevention. Missouri is also the only state without a statewide drug monitoring system.
2: We are a conservative state that hasn't invested heavily because we think these are social issues. uh, And we're not really seeing this uh, as a public health crisis until recently.
1: The data comes from death records and won't be finalized until later this year. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: Alana Marie grew up hearing stories of her father's happy childhood in the North St. Louis County city of Kinlock during the 1960s and 70s. By the time she was born, the once-thriving African-American community had suffered from decay. But her family's fond memories and Marie's own curiosity drove her to make a documentary about the city. The filmmaker and her father, Gerald Flowers, spoke with St. Louis Public Radio's Nancy Fowler about Kinlock's heyday, and its downfall
2: i was born and raised in kenlock uh 84 scudder uh to pauling and richard flowers we had literally everything you know our own post office uh dentist office furniture store grocery store uh obviously fire department and all that. i mean it was we had everything sense of community uh, even with like discipline Uh you know what I mean when we were coming up um, if our parents didn't see us actually doing something mischievous then Miss Johnson Miss Smith Miss Baker they were our you know mom and dad
1: the city of Kenlock has drastically changed Um, there's no tax generating businesses currently in the city, to my knowledge. So you have city hall and you have the churches, but any businesses, there are no businesses there. Um, You would consider it a food desert. You have to go to another municipality to get any and everything that you need. Um, But it's still a sense of community there. People still live there, have their homes paid off there.
2: It was kind of misconstrued that the Lambert Field um, that was the beginning of the you know downfall of Kenlock, and but I mean it uh, it definitely didn't help, but mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't the sole reason.
1: Because Kenlock School District was 99% black. Um, and this was during the time of, you know, past Brown versus Board of Education. Correct. You know, schools are no longer segregated, so you have to deseg. And so it was the Kenlock School District and the Berkeley School District Correct. that were forced to combine with the predominantly white Ferguson, and School District. Ferguson,
2: Florence, and Hazelwood School District.
1: When you dissolve a school district, when you take children out of a community and its educators, um, that was kind of like the first blow because what, what family is gonna to wanna to move to a community without a school district? And then you had the airport buyout, which more than 80% of the population slowly but surely trickled out.
2: My dad, when the intimate domain, that part came, then it got, uh, it got ugly. Not anything physical, but I could just see the anger in my dad, because I remember him saying one time that the wrecking ball will have to come. And he said, I will be here. He almost came close to that. He was that angry. We were blessed enough to land on our feet. And unfortunately, some of them weren't blessed enough to land on their feet. And that's where my daughter comes in at to at least give them some sense of pride that the things that you went through weren't in vain.
1: The story of Kenlock, and what happened to Kenlock, isn't any different from what's going on. And the Ville, and Robertson, in Meacham Park, in Westland Acres. The frustrating part about Kenlock is it was Missouri's first black city. It's not just a, an average city. You know, if you meet somebody um, with an Af- African-American ethnicity from St. Louis, they either lived there, had family that lived there, used to club there, used to work there. Has, somebody
2: Have some type of connection
1: to the city of Kenlock, and um, so racism always a part of it. That was the, the founding of America, not just this little city in right. Missouri. It's the founding right. of America.
0: That was filmmaker Alana Marie and her father, Gerald Flowers, talking with St. Louis Public Radio's Nancy Fowler about documenting the decline of Kinlock. Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. If you like this podcast, give us a review on iTunes or other platforms if possible. It would help us out as we continue to spread the word about this daily effort. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway.
1: Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.